Welcome fellow seekers, my name is Nathan, and this is the Law of One and Spiritual Concepts podcast, where I share my interpretations of the Law of One and other related topics. Today, we'll be discussing the concept of catalysts from the Law of One. We'll be looking at what it is, where it comes from, and how we can use it as a few examples. So to start, we'll look at what is catalyst. Catalyst is the stimulus or experiences in our lives that are processed by the mind, body, and spirit, or any combination of these. This then provides opportunities for our spiritual growth. This can be seen as really anything that happens in our lives, whether good or bad. All that reaches our senses is catalyst. As a literal definition, it is causing change or something that creates change or speeds up an action. Even though catalyst is commonly seen as only the negative or bad things like pain and suffering, it's actually a neutral term. It then relies on us to interpret the experience through our biases and understandings, which then qualify or color the catalyst as good or bad, so this can be different for each person. All catalyst is attempting to reveal something to us about ourselves, of our true self, aiding in self-realization, distilling our experiences, to bring us closer and closer back to the Creator. I think this is outlined nicely in session 54.24, where Ra says, The purpose of incarnative existence is evolution of mind, body, and spirit. In order to do this, it is not strictly necessary to have catalyst. However, without catalyst, the desire to evolve and the faith in the process did not normally manifest, and thus evolution occurs not. Therefore, Catalyst is programmed, and the program is designed for the mind-body-spirit complex for its unique requirements. Thus, it is desirable that a mind-body-spirit complex be aware of and hearken to the voice of its experiential Catalyst, gleaning from it that which it incarnated to glean. End quote. So although it is not necessary for Catalyst to create evolution of mind-body-spirit, it at least greatly accelerates the process and also gives an entity an opportunity to program some experiences or certain lessons they intend to learn in the incarnative experience. This concept reminds me of entities incarnate prior to the veil of forgetting that were blissed out knowing they were one with each other and the creator, therefore having no desire to further grow or evolve and therefore, the Logos then decided to change it up and add the Veil of Forgetting to the process to make Catalyst more significant. Because as Ra indicated, in 94.22, the Catalyst was not as significant prior to the Veil. So as we are beginning to touch on, Catalyst can be programmed by the Higher Self prior to the Incarnation to learn specific lessons that are of benefit to the Self or to help release the Self from unwanted biases. Catalyst can also happen randomly. This is most easily seen in an entity new to third density that will be struck by random catalyst until a bias is formed. However, the more significant the catalyst, the more likely it was pre-incarnatively chosen to learn a specific lesson and make sure that lesson gets across. On the positive path to service to others, catalyst is seen as an opportunity rather than a challenge. Since it may be known to this positive entity that this opportunity is a chance for spiritual growth, no matter how good or bad the catalyst may seem. 
So where does this catalyst come from? Well, it appears to be developed by the Logos as a model for its most efficient plan for use and included in the archetypal mind. This is then filtered down through the roots of mind, traveling through the several layers of the unconscious mind, then through the veil to be consciously perceived. So catalyst is processed and experienced by the unconscious mind first, and with much of the catalyst still being veiled to us, regardless of how clear or apparent the catalyst may appear once we consciously perceive it. This concept is further elaborated on by Ra in session 101.4, where they say, The nature of catalyst is such that there is only one source, for the catalyst and experience are further attempts at specificity in dealing with the architecture of the unconscious mind of the self. Therefore, in an incarnational experience, the self as creator especially the higher self, is the base from which Catalyst stands to offer its service to the mind, body, or spirit." End quote. So like we had said earlier, this Catalyst is attempting to reveal something to us about ourselves, coming from our unconscious mind, or higher self. With that in mind, I now wanted to look at how we typically perceive Catalyst. Since Catalyst is constantly working on us throughout our day, whether we consciously realize it or not, but our primary form of catalysts we receive comes from our other selves, who serve as mirrors, reflecting our various imbalances, blockages, or lessons to be learned back to us. This is also identified by Ra in session 19.13, in a partial quote here where they say the quickest way to learn is to deal with other selves. This is a much greater catalyst than dealing with the self. I know this really rang true for me, since it's very easy to maintain a spiritual, loving mindset when you're by yourself, that is, until you introduce other selves into the picture, who may not be in a loving mindset or do something to upset you, and this is easy to throw you off your path or get you out of your loving mindset, but really, this is catalyst to look at something within you that needs to be healed or balanced. Things don't normally work out the way we hope or plan. So experiencing this, and accepting it, and then learning from these experiences, is the goal of these catalytic experiences. And with that, one of the most common ways that we typically perceive catalyst is through pain, suffering, and loss, since these have the most valuable lessons for us, but also tend to be the most difficult. But if we use them, they have the greatest opportunity to accelerate our evolutionary journey. Continuing on, we now want to look at what Catalyst is trying to do or offer us, or essentially what is the goal of this Catalyst. And I think this is pretty well stated in session 46.16, where Ross says, The Catalyst, and all Catalyst, is designed to offer experience. This experience in your density may be loved and accepted, or it may be controlled. There are two paths. When neither is chosen, the Catalyst fails in its design, and the entity proceeds until catalyst strikes, in which causes it to form a bias towards acceptance and love or separation and control. There is no lack of space-time in which this catalyst may work." End quote. From this quote, we can see that the goal of catalyst here is to get an entity to polarize towards service to others or service to self. This is done by the unconscious mind increasingly starting to bias the catalyst we receive to polarize us in one direction or the other. 
This then creates a self-accelerating format which continues to encourage the entity to further polarize on their chosen path. The key here is that the entity must consciously intend on using the catalyst, otherwise it will not be processed entirely. So the more conscious an entity is on this catalytic process, the more effectively it can be used and lead to the generation of more complex catalysts that can activate the higher energy centers. And looking at this a little further, there are slightly different goals then based on how developed an entity is. The less developed entity receives this catalyst from the sublogos and then will then perceive it through the lower energy centers, particularly the first three, and looking at it through survival of the physical complex and other distortions they have there. Until that catalyst is able to be processed and worked with, then they become more of a conscious entity and then can work through the higher energy centers and use this catalyst offered by the sublogos to transform this catalyst for higher work. Since the goal of third density is to make the choice to be of either service to others or service to self, Ra explains that third density is perhaps a hundred times as intensive a program of catalytic action than any other density. So you can see that it is much more intense and really trying to push you in one direction or another or make this choice. Somewhat comically, Ra also uses the analogy of catalyst being a large board applied to the forehead to get the attention of the self, to get the entity to actually use this catalyst to further their spiritual growth and complete any pre-incarnative catalytic processes that they had pre-programmed. Ultimately, this catalyst is trying to get you to take action and use the experience to better yourself and grow. Unfortunately, this is not commonly done, and in session 34.6, Ra also explains that a lot of this emotional pain will result in the opposite, considered bitterness. And so that catalyst has therefore gone awry, and additional catalysts will be provided for more opportunities for that entity to work with. What we see, based on this, is that catalysts will continue cycling until we consciously use it and come into balance by accepting our limitations of the mind and body or of the circumstances. This seems to explain to me why bad things seem to happen to certain people continuously over and over. It's because there's a lesson to be learned there, and they just have not taken the time to work with that catalyst and to understand what it's trying to teach them. Now we'll transition to looking at how we can use this catalyst. We've briefly touched on this already, but catalysts can be used in two main ways. That is, it can be controlled for the negative path, or it can be loved and accepted on the positive path. There's also a third way this catalyst may be used, or I guess lack thereof, is when the catalyst fails in its design when neither path is chosen. So therefore, the catalyst falls away until it strikes again at a later time to that entity until they form a bias towards either service to self or service to others, which is either control or love and acceptance of that catalyst. In order to effectively use our catalyst, I think it's important to note that Ra explains that catalyst and the distortions of the energy centers are two concepts linked as tightly as two strands of rope. So the catalyst being presented to us typically will have some sort of distortion or some tie to a blockage in an energy center that also needs to be worked on. 
So one way to use this catalyst is to review your experiences at the end of your day in meditation and review what generated reactions or emotions out of you and contemplate why that might be. From there, I think session 46.9 gives a decent explanation on how to balance something such as anger. We'll look at a partial quote now from there. The entity polarizing positively perceives the anger. This entity, if using the catalyst mentally, blesses and loves this anger in itself. It then intensifies this anger consciously in mind alone until the folly of this red ray energy is perceived, not as folly in itself, but as energy subject to spiritual entropy due to the randomness of energy being used. Positive orientation then provides the will and faith to continue this mentally intense experience of letting the anger be understood, accepted, and integrated with the mind-body-spirit complex. The other self, which is the object of anger, is thus transformed into an object of acceptance, understanding, and accommodation, all being reintegrated using the great energy which anger began. End quote. I found this to be a very beneficial exercise in processing catalyst, in that you're able to review certain emotions that were sparked based on different interactions or things that happened throughout your day, and to then be able to accept and process this. Not only is this working with catalysts, but this is also then balancing your energy centers, in that certain energy center blockages may have been the cause or at least led to some of the reactions or responses that you made to a situation. And therefore, by balancing and accepting this catalyst, you are also working to unblock the energy centers to allow this energy to flow a little more freely and up to the higher centers, then allowing you to further love and accept these different catalysts and situations and to be able to understand them better through the higher states of consciousness. Another way to use this catalyst is to first identify if there is catalyst that is going unused. This can be done by analyzing any physical distortions or bodily complex issues that one may have. These are typically triggered, as Ra explains, by unused catalyst by the mind complex, which then filters down through the body and manifests as these physical distortions. The example that Ra relates to this is through thoughts of anger and actions of anger, then leading to cancer in the body complex. Since the mind complex did not use or balance that anger, it then manifests itself as a physical distortion, attempting to get the entity's attention into realizing there is unused catalyst that must be balanced in order to grow, and also in order to amend and be able to heal these bodily complex distortions that have arose from the unused catalyst. As we know now, this catalyst is designed to initiate a response. And this response that you make is the information that's made available to you and what you can use to work with this catalyst. To then better know yourself and to be able to accept yourself and eventually become the creator, which is one of the important teach learnings presented by Ra, known as the Disciplines of the Personality. This cannot be done solely through mental or intellectual understanding, though. The concepts of will and faith must also be applied to trust that there is a plan and reason for the catalyst we experience, and that there is a reason for hope, as the Creator knows what is best for us, 
So we must put our faith in this process and that we are experiencing what is most beneficial to us at our current state and what we may particularly need in order to grow and move past certain biases or other distortions we have. So once an entity is then efficiently using their catalyst, what then happens? Well, I think this is also explained back in session 54.17, where we'll look at another partial quote from here, where Ra says, The more advanced the entity, the more tenuous the connection between the sublogos and the perceived catalyst, until, finally, all catalyst is chosen, generated, and manufactured by the self for the self. End quote. Although I'm not exactly sure what this would look like, I would imagine that once you've worked through all of your programmed catalyst for this incarnation, you are then able to manufacture your own catalyst based on what is needed. To me, I would picture an enlightened entity or a self-realized entity then being able to contact intelligent infinity and experience Christ consciousness while working through their higher energy centers and then being able to determine what experiences are needed for better understandings. As we know, the heart center is of love and understanding. So in the third density experience, they may be able to then work in these higher energy centers through determining and programming catalysts needed to aid in advanced spiritual growth. But this only goes so far in particularly this third density experience. Since as Ra indicates, the end result here is that when catalyst is no longer needed, the density is no longer needed. So therefore, it's time for the entity to move on to a higher density in order to continue their growth. Ra does indicate, though, that the number that have mastered this outer catalyst completely is quite small. I think this also helps put in perspective how monumental the task of working with this catalyst really is. We also face common things like imperfect memory, as Ra calls it, of this catalyst, leading to it only being partially used which tends to be much more common in our third density experience. So although we are unlikely to master our catalyst in this incarnation, it is still extremely important to learn and become aware of your catalyst and begin to understand what it is trying to teach you about yourself if you wish to continue to polarize and grow spiritually. With that, catalyst seems to be the single most empowering opportunity for self-growth and self-realization. In that, it is up to you to use and distill your catalyst that can lead to these greater polarizations and experiences or to ignore and remain stagnant, which ties back to the free will concept, with it being your choice on how to view and use your catalyst, whether looking at it as an opportunity rather than it happening to you negatively. Based on the viewpoint you choose, has the opportunity to put you back into the driver's seat of your life. Through will and faith, you can then begin to see how you might use these experiences, or as we call them opportunities, of catalyst to learn and grow, instead of dropping into fear, loneliness, or depression, or other related states. It is to be noted that it may require time to deal with loss and suffering, but through analyzing this catalyst, one may begin to choose a new path or course in their life and be able to accept the loss and come to terms with it for their own benefit. But I do realize this is easier said than done, 
and something that I'm definitely working on myself as well, to be able to better understand it and process it. To me, this really seems like a skill worth developing, especially since, like Ross says in session 95.24, there is no outward shelter in your illusion from the gusts, flurries, and blizzards of quick and cruel catalyst. And because of this, that's why I think the skill is even more important than to be able to love and accept the different catalysts that's thrown your way, or at least to have a foundation or tools to work with your catalyst as things come up. And with that, I wanted to look at one more quote before we wrap it up here. This comes from session 17.2, where Don is asking if it is possible to help an entity reach fourth density level in these last days. Ra says, It is impossible to help another being directly. It is only possible to make catalyst available in whatever form, the most important being the radiation of realization of oneness with the creator from the self. End quote. Although there is much more to look at on the topic of catalyst, I think I'll end it there for now as an overview. I hope you enjoyed this episode on catalyst. I am grateful for the opportunity to present this information. I leave you now in the love and in the light.